Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. And welcome back to Active Quest episode 37. My name is Joseph Yaden. Uh, I'm back from the dead, I guess, <laughs> from last week. Uh, and I just wanted to say I appreciate you, uh, Chris and Josh, for, you know, holding down the fort while I was gone. I apologize for that. Um, joining me today is uh, Mr. Chris Penwell. How's it going, Chris? Bonjour. Uh, Bonjour. I'm, I'm okay. I feel a bit dizzy from a roller coaster I've just been on today, but other than that, yeah, I'm good. So, you're gonna have to explain this roller coaster situation. I mean, is this one that goes upside down? Is it really shaky? Is it? Oh, it goes upside down. Like, oh man, there's big drops. There's um, loop de loops. There's a lot going on. And Those loop de loops. Way man. too much for me to handle. Oof. Yeah, it was, was rough, but it was fun, but rough. <laughs> you told me you're feeling queasy, or you were feeling oh, yeah. queasy. I'm so, feeling much better now. But well, I like, appreciate you coming I on see. the show anyway, even though you weren't feeling too yes. hot. Um, but, and, but, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, like, um, I was just putting on my English stereotype, just had a cup of tea, you know, <laughs> um, and uh, I was trying to recover from uh, the horror that came across my way. Is, uh, is tea really like a band-aid that fixes everything for you Oh, guys? yeah. M- most times, yeah. When you, whenever you're tired, you just have a cup of tea and you're fine. <laughs> oh, my friend was decapitated. I'll just give him a cup of tea. He'll be fine. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you get ahead. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. Um, and uh, sp- <laughs> uh, Mr. Josh Nichols, thank you for joining me I'm today. I'm just laughing because well. that's Josh? really fun. Getting ahead. That's really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I don't know if you guys can hear it. There's a, some assholes mowing his lawn at eight o'clock at night over by Josh's house. So I don't know if you guys can hear, I can't hear it cause I have shitty ears, but, um, Chris said he could hear it. So if you guys hear yeah. that apology, you know, we apologize on, um, we're trying to do as much noise cancellation as possible done with that spot. <laughs> so, yeah. But we'll try to get rid of it. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm also laughing cause my desk is vibrating. Not, I usually don't have a vibrating desk that I record podcast. So that's weird. Jesus Christ. Um, so, <laughs> God. So, yeah, um, I was out last week, and it was a last-minute thing, and I really uh, appreciate you guys again for, you know, holding down the floor. And, of course, thank you to Grayson, uh, features editor over at Twinfinite, for sort of filling in for me. It was not an ex- – it was totally last-minute thing. 
Um, so, you know, Grayson's like our, our Gary Witta. He's like our classy, uh, yeah. fancy, like, guest, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, he's always welcome yeah. on the show. Yeah, thank you, Grayson. Uh, and, you did a great yeah, job. And I, I, you know, actually, with Grayson, I owe a lot to where I am today because of him. I mean, he sort of helped me get into Twinfinite, and Twinfinite really, like, helped me become a better writer. So, shout out to Grayson, man. Every, every time I even hear his name, I'm like, man, uh, go Grayson. He's awesome. Um, so, yeah, uh, and yeah, so I just want to let everybody know what I was doing last week. I was actually working on a guide for Astral Chain for IGN, uh, which is, <laughs> yeah, and and I see and I see one of you guys put in the show notes here that I have published work on for IGN as like a news item. I'm not going to jump in. But if you're curious, though, yeah, it is in there. You can see Joseph's tweet about it, and you can see the, uh, the thing he worked on. It's, it's really cool not only that, you know, they reached out to him, but it's also really cool that, you know, he, you know, has his content in one other spot because Joseph writes good stuff. You guys haven't read his stuff. Yeah, thank you. And one thing I want to say, though, is uh, the, the work of a guides writer is, man, it is like so underappreciated. It's like it's basically thankless work because uh, depending on when you get your game from the publisher you you know that will determine how much time you have to get the guide done and if uh, like it well i'm not going to go too far into it but basically yeah. i didn't have that much time to get this guide done so i spent the uh, you know labor day weekend getting it done and it was insane because this was a game that i was like really looking forward to astral chain and i wanted to like play it as like a mm -hmm. consumer not really for work you know and so yeah i i was i had to play it a totally different way so and anytime you reference a guide, whether it's a YouTube video or just like a text walkthrough or, you know, some combination of that, yeah. just know that a lot I of I want to say two quick things it. on that. The first thing is just to put it, because I've written some like mini guides. So not a full guide, but I've done like mini guides. Just imagine you're frustrated in a game and you're really frustrated. You really want to move on. But like you can't check a guide because you're making the guide. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's frustrating. Yeah, exactly. And then the th second thing I want to touch on is um i've i've talked a lot with people about that there is a completely different brain in your head when you're reviewing a game and so when you mm -hmm. said that you were looking forward to just playing this as a consumer that really resonated with me because it's just completely different like people might be like oh you, you know you write for game web websites and it all it's just all fun and fun and fun and it's no work it's it's still work like yeah. you have to play the entire game differently you have to ask yourself questions the entire time you have to be looking for stuff i would I, whenever i would review games i always had a notebook next to me i'd be taking notes like it's just playing analytically is just so much different you don't get to just turn your brain off and relax and so like yeah it's exactly. it's I, I don't know that just really resonated with me because I, I felt that like you're all excited to play this game and you're like, Oh, I'm still playing it, but not really, you know? Yeah. So anyway, there's something I, I want to add as well. Um, that, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for you, you know, because that is a dream of yours to write for IGN and you're really starting to get your, get your foot in the door. Right. So that's really cool. And I know a few weeks ago, you're, you're feeling down, you know, about like not, getting into the industry as much as you, you want to be and now you know you, you're taking your first yeah, good job, man. that's really awesome I, I really appreciate that you guys thank you um so yeah uh, i just want to let everybody know why i was out last week so um this episode is going to be interesting because we have a lot to talk about of course but there was a nintendo direct 
uh, this week, which is basically like a holiday. Oh, it for, is. It's great. For I love it. uh, people in the gaming industry. I mean, it's so funny because you look on Twitter uh, the day of a direct and everybody's like giving their predictions or like all these funny memes. And uh, going we're not going to get and... this, but oh my God, I would love to get this. And then sometimes that actually happens and it's like, oh shit. Oh my God. Somebody wanted this to happen yeah. and he said it wouldn't and it did. Right. And it's, it's just cool because it's something that everybody experiences at the same time and we can all react to it as like a community and nobody's mad really when a Nintendo direct is going around. I mean, typically it, <laughs> and it's just kind of like a happy, joyful thing. So I, I always love when we get Nintendo directs. So there was a lot to talk about with that. So we'll jump into that. Um, got, got some interesting stuff on Anthem. Uh, Bioware posted this like uh sort of like a blog post that we'll get into. Um, we're going to talk about Gears 5, because you guys have been playing that, right? Or at least Chris has, right? Or am I mistaken? I, no, I, oh, I haven't played... I actually played a little bit of Gears 5 at the Microsoft Store, like the tutorial section, but other than that, I haven't yet, because I'm still waiting on Gears 5 to release for everyone, rather than just releasing for Game Pass. Oh, that's right, because it's like early release for Game Pass members. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, anyway, we're still... I've been looking forward. I just want to say, like, I'm, I'm looking, I've am i been looking forward to all week. It's one of my most anticipated games this year. I just didn't want my silence to be misconstrued for, like, you know, not being excited. I just, I was really busy this week at work and just didn't have a chance to. As soon as I'm recording, I'm going to, like play the fuck out of that game i played the beta and really enjoyed it and like yeah this is a big ip for me so this is really exciting um yeah and then really quick i just wanted to add yeah. just some more clarification just um since i you know play an xbox the uh release schedule uh to clarify what we were talking about a second ago and just in case any of your listeners are wondering about it um if you have the ultimate edition which is like 80 bucks and it comes with a bunch of other extras too but you know like a steel book and some you know cosmetic stuff um but um, if, if the other thing that comes with is early access, you get to play it five days early. I know they're not the only game that's done that, but that's what that is. And then the way it works is if you have Game Pass Ultimate, which is just your gold uh, Game Pass bundled together, then you get the Ultimate Edition of the game to download. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's the release schedule. If you have the Ultimate Edition or Game Pass Ultimate, you have the Ultimate Edition. You can play it September 5th at 9 p.m. local time. And uh, otherwise, it comes out September yeah. 10th. So it's about to have its complete full release. So next episode, Chris and I both have a lot to talk about. Right. And I think basically by the time this episode goes live, it'll be yeah. out for everybody. So, yeah. so yeah, you guys can look forward to that. Um, uh, the PS4's monthly downloads list uh, was released. And, you know, that's one of my favorite things to talk about. So we'll jump into that. Um, and then we'll touch on some cyberpunk stuff as well um i've been playing astral chain that's basically all i've had time to play this week you know i haven't even gotten i haven't even played that much pokemon go this week that's how busy of a week oh. it's been for me um which <laughs> i play i mean i play pokemon go a pretty much an unhealthy amount so uh yeah but it looks like uh, chris you've been playing one of my favorite platformers celeste uh, so I'm, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on that. Isn't it so good, that soundtrack? Is I awesome, listen to that right? soundtrack at work sometimes. Um, like it's, it's on Spotify. It's so good. Yeah. I'm just going to put this out there. It might be one of my favorite games I've played ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'll it's really good. Uh, and I'm sure you like it more than 2D Mario, of course, because we've all heard your, <laughs> your rant about 2D Mario. <laughs> yes. Cool. Yes. Um, and then we've got, it uh, looks like, uh, a listener question to get to as well. So, um, if you guys are ready, why don't we jump into some news? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, okay, let's see here. Oh, hold on. Before we get to that, let's do this. Hey. There we go. What were you drinking, Joseph? I So, you know, this is funny. I was talking with Kennedy about this, and she said... Let's see. I told her that I was drinking Pamplemousse, and she goes, what the hell is that? And then we look it up, and apparently it's, I think it's grapefruit? I think, Weird. pretty sure it's grapefruit, but it's French for grapefruit. I don't, there's no way to know. There, you know, we can't look it up or anything, so we'll just have to, if I'm wrong about that, I guess we'll die being wrong. I just um, looked it up, and it's <laughs> French for grapefruit. Mm, so mm-hmm. when you said it's light grapefruit, mm. you were completely right. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's tasty, too. I like that one. I think I might start getting that more often. Um, all right. So the first story we're going to touch on here, it's actually several stories. Uh, let's go through the things they announced in the Nintendo Direct, or at least the notable things, because it, it was 40 minutes. Which, it, was, it was packed. You know, uh, it was packed. Yeah, I mean, it was a packed uh, packed Direct. So let's see. Um, for starters, uh, basically to the surprise of no one, Overwatch is coming to Switch. Um, now, this is an interesting one to me because on one hand, of course Overwatch is coming to Switch. Obviously it's coming to Switch. But on the other hand, it's kind of weird because the Switch is a portable device and the whole Wi-Fi thing and Overwatch is a multiplayer game. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that, on like, you know, does a multiplayer game have a place on a handheld device? Um, let me toss it over to you, Chris. What do you think about that? Um, I think it does. Uh, Splatoon mm-hmm. 2 has been successful on Switch. Um, and this one also has gyro controls and Overwatch for Switch version, so that's really cool. Yeah, people really um, like so that. So I think, I think games of any kind uh, would work well on Switch because, personally, for me, even if there's uh, like, even if I can't take it around with me, I can play Overwatch like <laughs> in my bed, you know, like right. <laughs> lying down and just playing it like that, you know, or in the fun. bathroom. That's the yeah, best Shitting just you know, got more play. fun for Overwatch fans. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And um, it's also a good avenue for people who don't, who want to play Overwatch but don't want to hear the trash talk like the dog you could probably hear outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go strangle that thing. Is that on your end, Chris? Not or my gosh? End. Yeah, that's on my end. That's on my end. You can, you can, I mean, you well, can okay. hear it, right? The He's Canadian. Excited. I thought you could hear the English accent from that dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a hot dog um, so yeah uh overwatch will be out on switch on october 15th um and yeah it's, I, i'm probably gonna get it honestly i'm kind of excited um josh is overwatch yeah. on the switch something uh yes in? actually and here's why i have it in ps4 I, I got it to like you know i'll play that sometime but like i'm just busy i don't have time to play everything i want to play um but here's what's gonna do me over with, like, like just push me over the edge, make me, like, okay, I'm going to play this now. I'm pretty sure there's going to be Nintendo cosmetic stuff in this game. Like, I know it's not confirmed, oh, but, yes. like, there was Nintendo cosmetic stuff in, like, Tekken Tag Tournament, which was a, like, enhanced port on the Wii U. If there was, you know what I mean? Like, if, there's, if they're throwing cosmetic stuff in it, like, why wouldn't a, a fun company that likes Nintendo, you know, like, why would, like, I'm just saying, Bl- I'm sure Blizzard would, be like, love to do that. And I don't see why Nintendo wouldn't give right. them the rights to you know do that. So I don't know. 
that's that that, that alone for me is cool. exciting. So and I could also see this happening with voice lines. It's like it's a me, Tracer. <laughs> Just stuff like oh, that. That'd be yeah, funny. Or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and also, it's coming out a good time of the year for people to play it portably because we're going to have people traveling for um, Thanksgiving and Christmas and other holidays that you might celebrate in November and December. Um, I would like to list them all off. I just don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, but, you know, like, point. I notice, like, when people come for Thanksgiving and Christmas, like my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and whatnot, everybody's got their Switch. And whatever games just came out, everybody's playing. So, like, I'm saying I can see a lot of people that are like, you know what, I'm going to go visit Mom and Dad, but, like, I'm playing some Overwatch too. It's going to lead to a lot of purchases, I think, because people might already have it on PC, and the portability is probably already tempting, but the fact that we're coming up on people commuting, I think it's really going to push people over the edge. Yeah, and it's only 40 bucks. Oh, shit. Man, that's like, yeah, 60, okay, I'm definitely so, going to get that day one. That's such yeah. a good deal. Right. So, and according to The Verge, it comes with 14 character skins and a three-month subscription to Nintendo wow. Switch Online. That's, yeah, that's cool. so that's actually like a really good deal. Um, so then, uh, th- this is one that I'm really excited about, this next uh, thing that was announced. Uh, Return of the Obra Dinn mm-hmm. for Switch. This was a game that came out this year for PC, um, and everybody, or maybe it was last year. I think it was last year. It was last year. Yeah, yeah, it was nominated at the Game Awards, I think. Yeah, and it's uh, it's like a, sort of a, I guess like a detective sort of puzzle game. I Like, here, let me let me look up the... It's kind of like what remains of Edith Finch, but... You know, it's like that kind of game where you're trying to figure out things that happened because you can come manipulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, Let's see. I'm excited. So, for it. yeah, it's a puzzle. Yeah, it's a puzzle game, um, and it's made by the same uh, designer, Lucas Papers, Pope, who did uh, pa- Papers Please. Yeah. So, um, no release date on that, but it's coming out sometime this fall. Uh, but really cool, sort of like yeah, we have to figure things out, and you're on this ship called. And the, the art style is so um, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like black it's and white. It's like a pencil really drawing. Really it's, awesome. it's it's trippy. People are going to either love or hate yeah, that, though. I think that might be a deal breaker. Because it just, I don't know, it's it's trippy looking. It looks cool. Right. And for those who don't have a Switch, it's coming out on PS4 Xbox, and yeah. mm-hmm. Xbox One, I believe, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what else? Oh, uh, I know this isn't this isn't on here, but uh, Deadly Premonition uh, is out on Switch now. And there's a sequel coming out, which is a timed exclusive uh, for the Switch, so that's. Really, I mean, that's a really cult horror game to coming to Switch first. If no, I mean Nintendo's doing. They're doing so yeah. good. Like they're doing great. Yeah. So it's yeah, exciting, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, game Freak, uh, the Pokemon Studios. Uh, next game. It's it was called Town before, codenamed Town. Now it's called Little Town Hero, and it's out next Ooh, month. Okay. So that'll be out uh, cool. in October. So the write up here from The Verge, and let me see who this is. From this is Nick Stat. Uh, just a second, let me get this here. Okay, it says it reads quote: In addition to a pair of new main Pokemon games, Sword and Shield, arriving later this year, uh, Japanese developer Game Freak is also launching an entirely original RPG, now officially titled Little Town Hero. Uh, the game is coming out October fifteenth, and in a pleasant surprise, will feature music from Undertale creator Toby Fox, who has like you know one of the most beloved soundtracks ever in Undertale. So that's really cool. Um, I have a little side note. Oh, go ahead. You know, Toby Fox is getting chummy with Nintendo, right? Like he has. We're going to talk about later. Sans is coming to Smash. He has a new remix in Smash of Megalovania. Now he's doing this uh, composing work for Little Town Hero. What if he makes 
an Earthbound oh, game. Stop. I'm oh, just saying. My. I, I'm, just, I'm just. I'm just saying. He helps. So he's uh, just putting it out he there helps in the world. Mother three first, just, and then also Mother four. Yeah. God, because yeah. uh, for those yep. who don't know, Earth or sorry, Undertale came from like Earth. It was like an Earthbound mod, basically, right? Yeah. 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 So he. I mean, if anybody could do it, it would be him. Yeah. Man, that would and be also, so And also, Undertale's super popular in Japan as well, so it's not just the West that is popular, and it's, like, a popular all around the world. I just want to remind everybody, too, uh, Chris is a bastard, this could and he be always, a... his predictions always come right. So, like, I'm like... Yeah, that's actually... <laughs> whenever Chris true. predicts yeah. something, I'm like, it's like it's announced for me. Like, I'm like, oh, it's gonna happen. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, uh, that'd be really crazy. Um... All right, what else we got here? Let's see. Oh, uh, Banjo-Kazooie coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate today, so that'll be out already for those uh, Smash fans. Uh, I think, Chris, you're probably the biggest Smash fan out of all of us, right? Yeah. Oh, I love Smash. Yeah. So, I mean, is uh, Banjo-Kazooie a a character you're excited for? Yeah, I um, personally for me, like, I'd never played the Banjo-Kazooie games, uh, but I played the character at Nintendo booth... uh, in, in my mole and uh he's really fun he's a great character um and i love the stage that he's on where the, the his stage is kind of unique it's called spiral spiral mountain and it spins uh with Ooh. the camera so it can be a little nauseating but it's really fascinating and it's so <laughs> unique so yeah like I, I like his addition yeah uh to, That's the, rad. to the smash series yeah, that... but i'm not excited about the next character we're about to mention i think it sucks <laughs> yeah so uh, and i i can't remember the order so th- i think they covered banjo first and then they followed it up uh, with this right is that, maybe is that, yeah is that the order yeah, of yeah. things but anyway i mean com- either way compared to the smash this character is sort of underwhelming um terry for uh let's see from the snk fighting series fatal fury uh is coming to smash as well a lot of people are probably just like who even is that i don't know who that is so like people you know felt underwhelmed by that that's fine yeah. uh it's another smash character for you guys to enjoy um let's see he will be november in the oh he'll be oh is it november okay cool it doesn't say that here um sorry we're speeding there is a this. Lot. there's just a lot to get um, through but i'm disappointed with terry uh, uh I, but it's exciting that there's more smash characters on the way after the fight has passed so uh there's still hope for the characters i really want to see so <laughs> I just wanted to say really quick, because I, well, I meant to say this in another episode, um, but I just think it's an interesting tidbit. Um, Nintendo, I forgot who, but it was revealed uh, by Nintendo. Somebody at Nintendo was talking about it. It was, or maybe it was Phil Spencer. No, it wouldn't have been Phil. Anyway, it was Nintendo. I'm sorry, I don't remember. I'll try to find my source and put it in the doc. But um, <laughs> I remember reading that Nintendo actually said it was easier to get uh, Banjo than it was to get uh, Dragon Quest in Smash, which I thought was really weird. Because, like, I thought everybody wants their people in Smash, but I also thought it was really, you know, cool how chummy Microsoft and, you know, Nintendo are. Like, the fact that it was that easy for them to... But let's be honest. You know. They're not using Banjo at all, so there's no no real... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they might eventually. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Phil Spencer was wearing a Banjo-Kazooie backpack, like, two years ago at E3, which got everybody Mm. talking, but... I just think it's cool. I like oh, it when man. companies that are supposed to be competitors are also like buddies. Uh, Super Nintendo games coming to the Switch uh, via the uh, online service. So before there was like a, it, it was technically like one item that you would download with the NES games, and then all the games would be contained in that 
uh, skew, I guess. And so now there's a separate one for Super Nintendo games. Uh, and the lineup is, like, really good. I'm not going to go through all the games, but uh, there's, like, there's like 20 games on it. Um, and let me just list the, like, heavy hitters. So Super Mario Kart, uh, that supports couch co-op. Uh, Star Fox, uh, A Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Super Mario World 2. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, F-Zero is on there as well. Um, and, yeah, man, like... There's like Ghost a Kirby game yeah. on there too. I mean, what Ghost and Goblins? Yeah, yeah. Breath of uh, uh, Fire is on what there. What a lineup! Breath of Fire, yeah. Breath of Fire. Uh, Lucas from uh, PlayStation Lifestyle is really excited about that. Um, I mean, are you kidding me? What a lineup! And that's just the starting and lineup. Like that's crazy. Well, but that's the thing I was thinking about too. Like, it, I almost feel like they blew their wad <laughs> in one <laughs> in one go. Like, what else do they have? Earthbound. I mean, obviously there's Chrono Trigger, Trigger Final Fantasy III. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a few Donkey that they could do, but man, I mean, yeah, okay, maybe you guys. Are Sorry, right. Super yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, I, I'm kind of. I love the Super. There's so many fucking games in that thing. I think they got plenty to go, but I mean, you're right. They did kind of like release a lot of the big ones, though. Like you know, yeah. Right. So that's awesome. That's available now, and I I, I tweeted this out too. Uh, I think it's so smart how they did this because um, the the online subscription is a a year old now. It came out last September, and so if anybody got the year membership their membership is like now expiring or it's about to expire you know shortly what a smart thing for them to announce this to get everybody to re and new dlc right? for like, uh, I, uh tetris um i forgot what it's called but the tetris game oh yeah that's true too uh so that's awesome um and then the last thing i've got here uh let's see oh uh tokyo mirage sessions sharp fe is come or let's see it's called Sh- tokyo mirage sessions sharp fe encore uh, is coming to Switch, which is a game that people have been clamoring for because that was one of the uh, great games that came out on the Wii U that nobody ever played, and so now everybody will have a. That chance. sounds like a yeah, fucking exactly. Kingdom Hearts title to me. <laughs> it is, yeah. So that, uh, for those who don't know, it's sort of Fire Emblem E Shin Megami yeah. Tensei. Maybe check my drink. Yeah, I think that was that game. I, <laughs> I think that was that game we were talking about earlier a few episodes ago that was, uh, I think, originally started out as Fire Emblem Cross Shin Megami. So I'm excited for that, that game coming for one major reason. That's not really my jam. Like, I'm not going to play that game. Um, I mean, I'm happy for the fans, but the reason I'm so excited about that is I feel like that was one of the more niche games to come to the Wii U that's coming to Switch. So my thinking is if that's coming, that gives me a lot more hope for, like, Pikmin 3, Wind Waker HD. You know, oh, like, man. the games that, yeah, like, were a lot bigger uh, in sales. Right. So. so, and then to, to wrap things up with the Nintendo Direct, and then I'll get your guys' thoughts overall on the Direct itself. Um, so we already covered Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise is what it's called. Um, Divinity Original Sin 2, Definitive Edition, Doom 64, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, uh, Tokyo Mario Session we already mentioned, Trials of Mana, and Vampire. With oh, really quick, too, on, on, on these games. Um, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast is coming to X, or that's already on Xbox through backwards, I think. Yeah, it is. But it's coming to PS4 as well, so that's really cool, too, even if you're not a Nintendo guy. Like, that game's getting released, you know, on everything, so. Right. So, man, that was a lot of stuff. Um, so, since we have to keep the show moving here, uh, let me just quickly get each of your thoughts on the Direct uh josh let me toss it over to you first overall thoughts uh, i thought it was really good i was hoping for like more wii u ports i know that sounds kind of like a silly wish but i want Wind Waker hd and twilight princess hd and mario 3d world on the switch i think those will yeah. come man i really do i think see the and thing Pikmin. with those is those are something maybe they're holding for a little bit of a dry yeah, period true. i mean right now look at all this shit like 
it just there's no yeah, time true. to play all these games. I think that's like a good summer yeah, release yeah, or some, you know those games you mentioned for when it's a little bit more dry. They're holding it. For I'm really a excited game. for the Deadly Premonition. So. Not only the new one, but the first one because I've always wanted to play that, but it's like only in PS3. You know, and mm-hmm. so like I, I, I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. But I want that to be in a modern platform. You know, what better one than the Switch, right? So I'm excited for that, exactly. and I'm super excited for Doom 64. Honestly, like I, I never got to play that. Oh, yeah. The fact that's come into the Switch is fucking cool. The thing I was most excited right. about though was the um. Uh, more more footage of Luigi's Mansion Three and Animal Crossing. I'm fucking excited mm. over like the rooftops for both those yeah. games. So getting to see more <sighs> from those games, especially Animal Crossing, was very exciting. And man, all the co-op shit they announced for Luigi's Mansion Three, like up to eight players for one of the modes. I forgot, but like it looks so good. Anyway, sorry. And go hopefully, ahead. Nintendo will get us a copy of uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe Luigi's yeah, Mansion see. and Animal Crossing. Um, That'd be really cool. Um, yeah, so Chris, for me, go ahead. I thought it was an impressive direct, uh, but uh, there was one game that we missed, and that was Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Oh yeah, I think that right. looks amazing. And, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, just like Deadly Premonition for you, like it's it's super tough to find a Wii copy mm-hmm. of Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, and I don't have a Wii U, so I wasn't able to play the port of that. So um, when I have a Switch, I'll be able to play Xenoblade Chronicles, um, the the original game that is this highly critically acclaimed game, uh, with a fresh new look, you know? Uh, the character models look amazing, and the map looks great, and it looks like a modern game set in the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 engine, so I'm, I'm super jazzed for that. Um, we also saw more of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, there's customization with your avatars, and uh, there's like a cooking uh, mechanic as well, which I like. So yeah, like uh, I think Pokemon Sword and Shield's looking better and better every time I see it now. Um, I think there's a visual upgrade as well. Some people noticed um, since the last time we saw it. So um, I'm actually looking forward to Pokemon now. So yeah, bring it on. That's good to hear, because a lot of people were kind of down on it, just because of the whole, you know, you can't catch them all thing. But I think, I mean, who really has all the, who, who has time to catch them all anyway? Like, I just play through the story, and I enjoy it, and I have fun with it every time. So, I think people just need to cool it yeah. on that. Plus, it's such a <laughs> um, side that's just me, thing. Though, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's so much work for so, so little of the fan base, because for me, I just mm-hmm. get the Pokemon that's in that region. Uh, so right. yeah, that's, that's exactly, not a big yeah. deal for me. So uh, speaking of Pokemon, let's move on here. Um, Pokemon Masters hits 10 million downloads in just four days. Uh, now this is a game that you've been yes. playing, right, Chris? This Pokemon Masters, and I think you touched on it uh, a couple weeks ago because you had like the, an early yeah. Grace, Grayson, and I also gushed about it last week. Uh, we we really like the game. So, okay, so we don't uh, have to spend too much, too much time to mention on it. about this, but it's it's no surprise is that it's got up to ten million downloads already because it's such a quality game. Uh, the presentation is wonderful, and I love the gameplay uh, because it's different to the standard Pokemon formula, but it's very challenging. It's um, fun to collect all the different trainers, and yeah, it's just something new for uh, fans of the series to try out. So I, I definitely recommend it if you haven't. And is this, yeah, a, a, is this a free download? download? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like okay. it's worth yeah, your time just to try it out because, honestly, you get so much <laughs> for free, really. Um, I have only spent $1.30 or probably $1 US uh, for a microtransaction, and uh, that's it, really. So, yeah, 
there's yeah that's awesome so let's move on oh this was an interesting one okay so if you guys remember at e3 during bethesda's show um everybody like sort of fell in love with the uh director of ghostwire tokyo and you know she came out on stage (laughs) she came out on stage and uh everybody was just like they kind of like fell in love with her it's sort of like the same way that people like re-fell in love with keanu reeves um her name is uh ikumi nakamura um she has left tango gameworks and i just find that really bizarre because there's a you know her game is coming out or being made right now um we have a i had a gamatsu article pulled here and i actually wrote this story up for playstation lifestyle um it, there wasn't really much of an explanation. She just sort of tweeted out. Uh, I'll read her tweet here. It reads, quote, After nine years as creative director and art director at Tango and Zenimax, I felt here is one of here is one of ends of the journeys. Oh, that's a weird translation. I felt here is one of end of the journeys. Okay. Not uh, I learned from the talented people I've worked with and I respect. Uh, I, you can tell this is translated. Contact me if anyone wants to work, work with me. Okay. So, yeah, no explanation on that. Um, I I wonder how that will impact the game. I don't know. I mean, maybe all of the work that she needed to do is yeah, done. Yeah, true. It could be positive. Really well, we haven't seen any gameplay. Yeah, it was just the CG so, bollocks at E3. And then that was, that's all we saw. So we don't know how exactly this game's forming up. So it's a little... And this could be very telling, maybe. Yeah, this, is, this seems telling to me. It's yeah. very problematic. Uh, maybe uh, Shinji Mikami can take over. I think that's his name. Um, the the development yeah. role of uh, creative director. Yeah. And maybe you can uh, sort the ship out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this will be in development hell for five years. And this will be the new spooky anthem. <laughs> oh, God. It's uh, that sounds awful. Um, it's it's just weird because like, I mean, she was so excited yeah. about this. And then also, on, on the other hand, I'm thinking about how, like, Bethesda's been kind of on a yeah. decline lately. I, I almost wonder if there's a, a Venn diagram there, you know? Well, where, they're where trying to push intersect. for more, like, microtransactions, sure. me. live service kind of stuff. So maybe that's a reason why she kind of fell out with the studio, perhaps? That doesn't work with a lot of games for most gamers, but that really does not work for, uh, like, horror games. I remember in Dead Space 3 being like, what yeah. the fuck? Get this out of my game. Yeah. It's just it kind of defeats the purpose. Like, hey, buy this stuff to make the make. Yeah, like no, I want the game to be so scary. Game, I don't like, want to be like, oh, cool, yeah, I'll yeah, buy an extra health pack with a dollar in real cash. Yeah, so we'll follow that story and see what happens. I don't know that she's like moving to another company or if she's like done. I I don't know. It was just a really weird thing that caught a lot of people off guard, and I think there's more to that story. Uh, we can only kind of speculate for right now, but. The uh, me wearing my tin foil hat, I feel like something went down. I wouldn't be surprised if that project is cancelled within a year. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Oh Jesus, man, that'd be bad. Because that that, yeah. that game looked really cool. I mean, I know we didn't see gameplay, but it looked kind of interesting. Um, a game that is not interesting is Anthem. <laughs> so let's That's talk about good. that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, so Bioware put out this blog post um, the other day, and it was written by Casey Hudson. And there was an excerpt about Anthem. Um, I guess I'll read the whole thing because it's 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 all relevant. Um, they, they actually covered other games too. So they talked about Anthem. They talked about Star Wars, The Old Republic, other stuff. Uh, but I feel like the main 
point was to talk about Anthem because it's a game that everybody's like, what the hell's going on here? So this is uh, from Casey Hudson. It reads, quote, over the last few weeks, we've been ramping up our Cataclysm events in Anthem, a season-long event with new arenas, enemies, challenges, and rewards. We have a big team working on Anthem in both Austin and Edmonton, and while it's great to see the community response to Cataclysm, I know there's a lot more work to, there's a lot more work to do to bring out the full potential of the game. We have plans for those more fundamental improvements, but they'll take time. While the team works towards the longer-term vision of the game, they also they will also continue to deliver updates uh, to features and content. I believe in Anthem and would love to see its world grow, evolve, and thrive for years to come. Thanks for your patience and support as we do the work of consistently improving and expanding the experience. End quote. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. So I know a lot of people are just like, dude, just, just end it just like just put a nail in that coffin and just call it a day but evidently his, they're going to keep supporting it it's my theory um, on it. yeah oh, i think ahead, they want to do a relaunch of anthem on next gen on ps5 like that's yeah, what i'm thinking like the, it'd be technically more impressive uh they could probably sort out the gameplay issues uh within a year probably and um then they'll have a game that they could say hey you know, check this out. This is much better than it was before. Very strange to me, though. Like, I, I mean, I feel like it's... I don't know. I mean, even if it came out and it was amazing, I just don't know that that, that people would get it. I mean, I know some people might, might get it, but the name, I feel like, is sort yeah, of tarnished. Yeah, it's true. You think? I mean, um, but I was talking... I was listening to Alex Derrickson on the PlayStation 4 cast. Rest in peace, man. Sorry. Sorry about the podcast. <laughs> I... Yeah, like, uh, you'll be missed, man. Uh, but, yeah, bummer. Uh, anyway, to, to um, stay on topic, um, he was mentioning that he loved the gameplay and he loves the gunplay, just like me. Um, but he loves the flight system as well. Uh, but the story and the worlds are just not that interesting. Um, and there's mecha- mechanical issues as well with the game, like uh, a lot of like the skeleton. The skeleton of the game, of is, really game good. is really good. So it could be a great yeah. game. So yeah. if they just work on the issues that the game has, I think maybe this this could be a uh, good relaunch uh, for EA and uh, Bioware. Mm-hmm. And maybe when the game comes out and if it's good like for the relaunch that dog that's barking can play it and maybe it'll stop barking it'll be excited to play anthem maybe that'll happen i don't know um (laughs) man somebody throw that thing a bone um yeah very bizarre um josh let me get your take on on the anthem situation um I don't know. It mostly just depresses <laughs> me because, like, Bioware used to be one of my favorite developers. And I know it might be hard to remember now, but, like, Bioware used to be, like, a huge fucking name. Like, every time they announced anything, it was like, ooh, what are they working on? So, like, I don't know. It's depressing for yeah. me because, I, 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 man, I love Matt. Mass Effect 2 is, like, one of my favorite games. Um, KOTOR. Yeah. A lot of people really love yeah, KOTOR. KOTOR. Yeah, oh, my God. Court, I mean, Obsidian's sequel was better, but I still love the first one. Anyway, it's just sad for me. I try not to think about Anthem because... I was excited yeah. for it until I remembered Andromeda and what could happen, and I canceled my pre-order when I got you know nervous, and then I um, played the beta, and that's when I was like, okay, this is what it is. So I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic. If what Chris said happens, and we get like a Rainbow Six Siege, uh, No Man's Sky style like you know rebirth, 
that would be super cool. I would love that this game be to be cool. successful. Uh, Bioware, are, they're clearly a competent developer. They know what they're doing. Uh, we don't have time to get into it today, but someone look up Jason Schreier's article if you're ever curious about the development of this game because a lot of the issues were just, you know, just office, uh, yeah, business management. management and just office bullshit. And the people that are working there know how to make a good game. So I'm sure, imagine how frustrated you are. Now, imagine like this was a passion project for you and you wanted it to be good and you knew it could have been good. So I don't know. I'm almost wondering if EA is realizing Bioware's potential like remembering Bioware's potential rather and like you know maybe we should just let them take the reins again I don't know so I don't know I'm optimistic but I'm also you know I'm I'm just just it's depressing it makes me really sad so I'm, I'm hoping what well, Chris predicts part of the happens. problem with uh, Bioware just like maybe Ghostwire Tokyo is that the leadership has gone right like they, they yeah. kind of lost that uh, during oh, yeah. the development of Anthem so I think that severely affected the management of that game um, plus also, I think if Jedi Fallen Order does well later on, I think uh, EA's future games will probably be on Unreal Engine 4, which would be a relief to many people <laughs> on uh, in Bioware, right? Right. So, um, I, d- I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and, and Josh, that's a good point. You bring up comparing it to No Man's Sky and, and uh, Rainbow Six, because those are games that you know, launched uh, to mediocre reception, if not yeah. worse than that. And um, and now we're, like, beloved and have these giant communities and, like, you know, the people play them all the time and they get updated. So, you know, that yeah. could happen. Um, it's not outside the realm of possibility. It's just, uh, for whatever reason, I don't see it coming as easy as it, as it did with those other games. Not that it came easily, but it, if it's going to be an uphill battle. But the quote that, that surprises you know, that me... Point. It's um, that they want to support it for years to come. Like, how? What? Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> with what, with, yeah, with exactly. what player base? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, Alright, so let's talk a little bit of Gears 5. I know you guys said you didn't get a chance to play it too much, but uh, this interesting story popped up, uh, and that is that Dave Batista, the wrestler uh, Batista, uh, I guess he's an actor now, there you go thank you um is going to be in gears five or somehow um so i've got this article here let's see one second sorry um okay here we go there's a tweet from dave batista uh it's about damn time play as me in gears five starting september 15th after the wwe clash of champions um so really cool i know throughout uh the development of the gear series he's always been like a like very vocal about that he wants to yeah play, he's been trying uh, to get involved with the movie like since, you know it's in the same kind of development yeah. hell as like halo and uncharted movies like you know it's gonna happen but when right yeah he's been really wanting in that yeah. movie so i wonder if this is microsoft just being like you know what we don't know about that but thank you for being a big fan you know we'll put you in the game i don't know yeah so it, it He's not actually playing Marcus Phoenix or anything. It's not like a weird thing like that. He's just, yeah. it's just plays. Yeah, it's like Run the Jewels when they were in Gears 4. Yeah. It's just, here's a cool yeah. character. So that's that's really cool. And I think that might get us closer to seeing him in a mm. movie, maybe. Like if like if people fall in love with him as in yeah. Gears, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I it's mean, good to have in your resume. It, I think so, yeah. So, I, I mean, I would actually really enjoy a good Gears movie because... The story, maybe not so much in the first one, but as the games progress, I feel like the story gets more complicated, and it, it'd be it'd be really cool. And I think he's a talented actor, and 
Yeah, I think he I can think do that, it. I for think sure. that could work. Like he can do the dumb movies and stuff, yeah. and be, be a comic relief character. But when it, <laughs> when it comes to push push comes to shove, with his acting, like I, I think he can do it. He, he's shown that with Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, I'd also like to say that I, I think this is a great PR move uh, from Microsoft because like the WWE and Gears of War kind of like have the same kind of audience, you know. So. Uh, I think it's a great Chris, take that back right now. Take that. I'm going to rephrase what you're saying, and I'm hoping you agree with me. There are WWE fans that like Gears yeah. of War, but not all Gears of War fans yeah, like I, WWE. I, I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm right, saying. Right. Like, I think it can Okay, attract, I'm just, let's, let's, yeah, okay. A, a, a big game like that, like Gears of War, it needs uh, both the core and hardcore gamers, right? So it's just trying to attract those uh, who aren't as interested in gaming to come over to xbox and, and play some gears yeah and i'm sure like during their events the wrestling events oh, they'll yeah. advertise the shit out of gears of war they always do that they have like crossover uh you know uh advertisements and stuff so that'd be really cool um okay couple more stories here and then i didn't get mean to get to, that <laughs> get uh... that worked up i was just like hey man i don't like wrestling and i love gears of war <laughs> god um all right uh, so let's talk about Cyberpunk 2077. That's a game that is very much anticipated. Uh, looks really awesome. From the demo I saw at E3, it's one. It's probably my most anticipated game that is not on a Nintendo platform. It's definitely. Well, it's definitely gonna be the breathtaking yeah, it's game up of the there. year. Yeah. So um, CD Projekt Red has confirmed that multiplayer is in the works and will be coming post-launch. Um, so that's kind of all we know at this point, but I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on what you think that could be. Do you think it's going to be co-op or do you think it's going to be competitive or some combination of the two or both? I think uh, it's going to be a combination of the two. I think it could be like a souls kind of way where people go into your, your world and try to hack you or, um, try to affect your mission, like in between, <laughs> you know? Uh, something like that. I think that'd be a really cool. That'd be really to cool to cyberpunk, but could be its own mode. Interesting. So, but I wonder. I mean, it's not coming at launch, so I just feel like that could get weird. It could get it could get kind of yeah. segmented, right? Because like, say everybody plays it at launch, and then they you know beat the game, and then they move on, and then they put that mechanic in. I feel like yeah, people might not try. So it's probably going to be co-op or something. Game, you know, like co-op missions. Test to keep yeah. the keep people playing something additional. That's probably going to be it, right? But I think that's really cool that they're doing that. Although I will say it's probably unnecessary. Like a part of me would almost just rather them either work on something new or just like make sure uh, Cyberpunk is running smoothly and stuff. I just don't know that there's a gigantic audience for. A, a multiplayer component in their new game i mean they primarily focus on single player stuff so i just i feel like it's kind of unnecessary but we'll see i mean i'll try it out for sure uh josh uh will, will you be checking out the multiplayer in cyberpunk probably not just did it you know i only have so much time kind of thing i can only play a couple mm -hmm. multiplayer games at a time if i still want to play single player right. stuff but my thinking on what it's going to be like is going to be like red dead online gta online except for like their own kind of universe obviously but you know like i think it's gonna be kind of like that yeah and i don't think it's like gonna it's be own... filled with as much um bullshit microtransactions i think it's gonna be more cosmetic <laughs> oh, you know man. it's that customization i think is gonna be a lot more of a factor 
than that. And I also, here's my other theory on the multiplayer. I think with that customization being what will drive at least some of the microtransactions, if it has it, is I think that the multiplayer will be all in third person or at least work really well in third person, which the, oh, yeah, I think I, that's point. what I think they're going to do. Interesting point. Huh. Well, we'll have to see uh, what happens with that. I'm really excited for Cyberpunk. It'll be out uh, uh, April 16th of I just want to say really so quick, too. I saw some people online be like, man, I'm not going to buy it now. Get the fuck out of here. Like, this doesn't ruin the single-player yeah. game. It's coming afterwards. They're not delaying it for the multiplayer. It's just an extra thing. Don't be yeah. mad. Just yeah, don't play fair. it if you don't want to play it. You know? Play the thing, you, play the thing you're excited yeah. for still. Play the, play the story mode. Right. Um, okay, last news story, and then we'll get into our listener question we have. Uh, the PS4 top downloads for the month of August uh, have been revealed, and I'm not going to go through all 20 of them, but there's a couple points I wanted to bring up. Um, number one, uh, Madden NFL 20 was the most downloaded PS4 game of August, which is not really surprising. Um but the 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 one thing so one thing I wanted to bring up is that Minecraft and Grand Theft Auto Five are within the top five, which is just bananas to me. Um, Dark Pictures Anthology Man of Medan uh, came in at number twenty, so just Ooh, just barely hitting that point. And then also I wanted to point out that Control didn't even make the top twenty. Wah, wah. So despite so despite its positive reviews, and I know you guys weren't crazy about it, but the general consensus seems that you know that it, people were really liking it um didn't even make the top 20 so that's very interesting to me um also uh no man's sky made the top 20 obviously because of the beyond expansion um and then rainbow six siege still uh you know com- having a strong uh sort of player base that just continues to show up and actually it was just announced that that game has hit 50 million that's so good so if you haven't checked it out and you like multiplayer games at all this is different from everything yeah. else out right now. Like, completely different. There's nothing else like it. Yeah, yeah Rainbow Six is awesome. So let me go through the top ten, and then I'll get your thoughts. Uh, in order, starting with number one, Madden NFL 20. Number two, Minecraft PlayStation 4 Edition. Number three, Grand Theft Auto 5. Number four, Marvel, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man hanging in there. Um, number five, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Number six, Remnant from the Ashes. Number seven, Black Desert. Uh, number eight, PUBG. Number nine, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. And that's probably... Due Had some to good the sales on both consoles, yeah. Well, yeah, there's, I think there's a sale, but also there was a, a new announcement oh, for yeah, the yeah, new yeah. Uh, Battle for Neighborville. So maybe people are, you know, jumping into that to get excited for the new game. And then number 10, Rocket League. Um, so yeah, interesting list. Um, sort of makes sense. What do you guys make of uh, the the top downloads for PS4? Uh, Chris, uh, I'm gonna defend you, Control quickly. It did come out on August 27th, so that might be a factor. Like it only had four days to really make an impact. Oh, good but point. So did so th- and that's a good. That point. might be why Man and Madan was so low as well because it was at 20. Uh, so uh, and that just right. came out very recently so yeah so those are two games that we we should really think oh wait yeah okay um but other than that yeah it's it's a bit of a weird list um i didn't think remnant from the ashes would do very well but uh there it is um it's a i believe it's a third person shooter um that's kind of got souls mechanics within it and it's from perfect world i think oh, interesting i think they're they're uh, publishing it so it's kind of cool. It's developed by Gunfire Games. So yeah. Oh, they're the de- the developers of um, 
What's, yes, uh, Dark, Dark Souls, Souls 3. Right? Uh, and it seems Souls. quite interesting. Yeah. There's a co-op, co-op kind of like uh, centric gameplay in there. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I might check that out myself. It is a budget title. I think it's like 40 or $50. So um, I, it just shows again mm-hmm. that you know, forty fifty dollar games can be successful in today's climate. Yeah, good point. Um, Josh, any thoughts on the uh, top? Uh, just to kind of wookie back off what Chris was saying, I think that it's still kind of telling that um, controls not at least number twenty or you know nineteen because those day one sales yeah. are you know usually a big indicator, and then. Uh, a little bit of cynicism. I try not to be cynical anymore, but just a little bit. I'm happy that it isn't like selling gangbusters, at least. I mean, I, I want the game to be successful, but I want them to revisit, um, you know, Alan Wake. So, <laughs> like, I'm happy this game wasn't like the number one selling game, and I hope, you know, that they revisit their other uh, Like, you're saying, like, if it was more successful, then maybe they would continue. Yeah, I feel like maybe they'd be like, Although, well, obviously, we should know. make control too, like, now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They I have mean, a shared universe, kind of a so it's it. not like they this shuts down control completely, you know? They could do Alan Wake, right. you know, to Quantum Break to Control to you know, it's this it's the shared universe. There was uh, information in control about um objects, events, and characters from Alan Wake oh. in the game. That's all I'll say about spoiling stuff. Yeah. Um there are there were items that were AWEs in um Alan Wake that were talked about in control. So I mean they're connected, so um, I don't know. I'm not saying I don't want Control 2. I'm just saying, you know, I'm glad it's not, like, the most successful game ever right now, because I, I want other stuff. Whenever I hear other people talk about Control, I feel like I've played a completely different game. You know? But, me, yeah, me too. I, I do, too, because the, the general consensus is, like, that it's amazing, and you guys uh, were I heard so some down people, on it. Uh, talk about, like, the loot. Easy Allies was talking about the loot and how it's awesome yeah being like and exciting, exciting and fun and i'm like, like what no, the, the, the stats mean nothing the abilities are boring the the weapons like they're, they're cool um but i have little incentive to upgrade or uh change up my weapons at all so like yeah i, I don't get it i don't get the positive response to it honestly well i still have yet to play it um we have a copy so I'm going to maybe try that this weekend yeah. and see what I think. But I'm, I want to give it a try at least, just uh, because just there's a lot of people saying that they really for like it. For me, it's it, like so Anthem. I think the it's skeleton's it. really great. I mean, it's better than Anthem, but I'm saying that's what it is for me, and I think that's why I was so disappointed, is that it's not completely bad. It's like it's really promising and it had a lot of potential, but for me it didn't meet you know, what it could have you know, met. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, everybody should still check it out. Um, it's, it's not a bad game. Right. Um, okay, so let's take a quick break. I know we're running a little Nintendo bit longer, Direct but there's a lot right? to talk about. Um, yeah, Nintendo Direct. Yeah, and then we'll uh, get to a listener question, and then we'll finish the show with what we've been playing. So we will be right back. All right, everybody, and we are back. Uh, let's get to our one and only listener question here. Remember, you guys can uh, write into the show uh, via our Twitter thread every Wednesday we post um, for that upcoming episode and just yeah ask us anything video game related or not ask us what our favorite chicken wing sauce is mild medium spicy or, garlic is it medium or not yeah spicy gar- I, I, I do like the dry rub they have this Ooh, like no, desert I, I don't want it too dry, dry rub well man it's good i tell you what um all right anyhow let's get let's here let's get to this um we have a twitter user by the name of zach laroque walker 
That's a very like, I don't know. That's a that's a cool name, Zach LaRoque Walker. Um, he's got multiple questions, so this will be kind of a meaty one to dive into. Um, first question: Do you think we will get crossplay once over? Or, or sorry, let me restart. Do you think we will get crossplay with Overwatch once it's out on Switch? Um, they talked about it. They said they're looking into it right now. I think, uh, yeah, I think they I, Blizzard is like considering it. That, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if he means just cross-play with, like, Nintendo or, like, cross-play for all systems, like, you know, PC, PS4, Xbox, and Nintendo all playing with one another. Um, I do think that if PC is in that mix, that they'll have to have some sort of peripheral uh, filter, so that way mouse and keyboard people aren't playing with people who are playing on Switch. I think it'll like be, like, Fortnite, mode. where it's just got full cross-play yeah. across consoles is what I'm thinking. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I think so. But yeah. they have that whole um, Blizzard account okay, next uh, thing as well oh. uh, with Overwatch, so it might be a bit more tricky coding-wise than the typical uh, game, multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. It's it's definitely... I, I don't know. I, I've heard sometimes people say that it's just a flip of a yeah. switch kind of a thing. I don't know that it's that simple all the time. Maybe in some cases it is. Like I remember with Rocket League. I know Rocket League uh, and Fortnite it was a flip yeah. of a switch. Yeah, yeah, but it it's just kind of depends. Because if you didn't design the game with that in mind, it might be more complicated to implement. I think it depends on Sony's so. mood for how well it'll work. Sure, fair enough. Um, okay, his next question. Now that Tokyo Mirage Sessions is getting ported and Xenoblade is getting remade in the Xenoblade 2 engine, what's the next port or remake coming from Nintendo? Well, what's the next one we want or what's the next one we think? Because I would love Pikmin 3 to come out as a port uh and also wind waker and uh, maybe twilight princess but i want them to like redesign that game a little bit because i'm that's my i don't, think, I don't think yeah game. i agree anyway <laughs> anyway um yeah i would say pikmin and wind waker uh i don't know what about you chris uh, what do you I think i would say kid Icarus, perhaps that'd be a good one to put out because the yeah, 3DS that'd be a good version... one with its controls just suck. Uh, so it'd be nice to... Yeah, the game but is the good game itself. Is good. I just wish the controls were better. So it would be nice if it came to Switch. Um, yeah. I also think that Super Mario Galaxy might be a good one to remake. That'd be amazing oh, on, uh, on yeah. Switch, right? So uh, with all those visuals. And it looks, it looks stunning still on the Wii. Um, despite its 360p, mm-hmm. 480p kind of image, right? So... Uh, that would that's, be a yeah, lovely game a great one. to see remade uh, on the Switch. Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe um, this would be kind of a weird one, but like a Fire Emblem collection. God, that would be. Oh my God! If they put Awakening oh, on the Switch, shit. I would die. Yes, yeah, something. I like could that. definitely. My, see that honestly, really my cool. my dream, my dream Switch port. Like if I could have anything I wanted, it would be Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3D. Oh yeah, reworked for one screen. Yeah, without touch. I mean, I love those games on 3DS. I'm just saying, I want them to work well on the Switch and put them on the yeah, Switch because those reworked. games are perfect. And, right. Yeah, reworked uh, for one screen and then also uh, dual analog. Yeah, because oh control. my god, Ocarina of Time 3D is. Gorgeous. I'm gonna put this out there too. Yeah. I I, I honestly think Mother Three is gonna happen at some point. Either a remake of it or a port. <laughs> I think that's going to happen because yeah. there's been way too much fan demand for it, and it's just a. And we got Mother yeah, One. It's just on the a Wii U. series that they could definitely use again. I think, and like I said, um, Toby yeah. Fox could make a new Earthbound or Mother game uh, with in conjunction with Nintendo. I think that'd be amazing. 
Right. And then I think the obvious one that we haven't touched on is the Metroid Prime collection. I think that's one that definitely we will see. But it's been one that we've been so confident we that, that we were going to see like sooner, right? So I think uh, maybe closer to the launch oh, of Oh, I almost Metroid forgot. Prime I really 4. want Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 like so bad. <laughs> I just said that one. Oh, Chris just oh, said I'm sorry. That. I was letting my dog know. Oh. I was starting to cry. <laughs> what are you smoking? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I love those games. Um yeah, so that's a good. Those are good ones. Um, and then his last question, he asked, "Does Gears Five do enough to make it stand out from the old?" I'll one? have to answer this one um, next week, but um, I'll, I'll yeah, make sure. Yeah, I don't know that we have it. enough information for that. Um, from what I'm seeing, the reviews are like pretty positive, and I think like just visually, it is gorgeous. Yeah. Like I saw this screenshot of one of the characters standing in some snow, and holy moly, it looked good. Yeah. Ah man, that those games, and I I love how the Gears games feel. Mm-hmm as well like i watched this I, I saw this gif of this um i guess it was like a multiplayer match and this guy just like put his back against the wall popped out of cover shot this locust head head off his head exploded and it just looked so satisfying and it was all swift and it just was so ugh, like i just love how those games feel and, and i've read they've Here's got awesome. some like i've tried not to read too much in reviews yet but i've read i've read that there's like rpg elements and like uh it's more open world yeah. so i I, from what I've read, it, I think it definitely does. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll report, like, on my actual experience next week for sure, and I think Chris will too. And just to add to the previous yeah. question, I so, think Golden Sun would be a good remake too. Oh, stop it. I want that oh, yeah. so bad. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, all right. So uh, that was our only question. So, yeah, just remember you guys can write in on our Twitter threads each week. Every Wednesday we post up the new thread. Um, all right, let's end the show with what we've been playing. Um, I almost said, let me throw it to you, Josh, but you haven't. Yeah, my week was so busy. Week. I didn't get to play anything this week. It was awful. You've, you've been adulting. So sad. Hey, you know what? Other, If I didn't have that project, I don't know what this list would look like. Uh, I've only had time to play one game. Um, I've, I've been playing Astral Chain. Um, and it's really weird because I almost, like, like I mentioned before, playing a game for review, playing a game for a guide is so different. So, like, I feel like my interpretation of this game is so different than it normally would have been just because of the way i had to approach it but still looking at it as like a consumer or you know just having fun with it it's really cool it's it does a lot of unique things i mean it's it's definitely a platinum game um and i think the combat's really interesting i like the detective stuff where you have to like go around and figure out you know gather clues and figure out what's going on uh it's got that sort of like batman arkham vibe to it where you're you know investigating and stuff um it's it's really stylish it's you know the art style is gorgeous it's actually got a pretty interesting story too which uh normally in those games i don't care that's not usually putnam games is uh strength yeah so it's it's got an interesting story and i i also really like the home base you you have this like police hq that you you know you always report back to and you can explore it and like level up your legions and your le- the legion is basically this like um sentient I don't, I don't know like robot animal type of a thing that that goes with you and there are different versions of it there's like an arrow one there's a beast one that you can ride like a horse basically <laughs> um there's one with like a giant axe like they all have different powers and stuff so like it's really really cool and it's got sort of almost like a I don't know, like a Power Rangers feel with cool. the legions and stuff. Um, so yeah, really, really interesting game. Um, it's very weird. Like uh, the collectibles in the game are cats and <laughs> porta potties. So 
What? So okay. like I, I was writing I was writing the guide for the collectibles, um, which I know you touched on this earlier, Josh, but it's just wild to do mm-hmm. when there are no guides out in the wild. Because your you first thoughts like, like, oh, check it. Oh, like, fuck, I am the guide. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, every level has a porta potty you have to visit and like you like use the bathroom and it's <laughs> so, so funny. Crazy. And then you have to and then you have this like collection of cats you find. Oh my god, that's so like, sad. Yeah, the map. It's, like, really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really really cool. So then like uh throughout each level, you'll basically go to this other dimension, I guess is what is what it is, known as the astral plane. And there you'll fight all these, like, bizarre animals. Or not, they're not really animals, I guess, but they're, like, weird creatures. And some of them are robots, I guess. And then they, like, sort of bleed into the real world. And you have to, like, close off the other dimension and stop them from coming in. So really, really interesting. There's some really cool things going on there. Like, you can use your chain to, like, tie up enemies. And uh, it's just really interesting. There's a lot of things in that game I that have you a don't question really for see you. too often. So I was sure. listening to Easy Allies today uh, during the uh, Frame Trap uh, podcast, and they mentioned that the combat feels a lot like V from Devil May Cry Five, and I remember you not liking that at all in your review. Um, so I'm just wondering what you think of the combat in Astral Chain overall. Yeah, so it's not my favorite Platinum Games combat system. Uh, and I can actually, I, I do see that comparison to V, but my, yeah, see, my problem with V is that there literally was, like, nothing else you can do other than the remote sort of creatures that you had to fight for you. Um, and so in Astral Chain, you do have weapons that you use. There's, like, a baton and a, a sword and a gun that you have, and those are, you have to actually attack enemies with that. Um, but yeah, most of the attacks that are going on are done by your legion. And so for the most part, yeah, you're basically just pressing one button and then every now and then you'll press another button to like send your legion out, but your legion will attack on its own. So I can definitely see that comparison and I would much prefer something like Bayonetta. Like basically if they mixed the the Bayonetta combat with the legion combat, then that would be really cool. Although it would be kind of complicated and the controls would be all over the place. But yeah, that's like my one complaint actually is in the combat because I just feel like I was just pressing one button the whole time like to attack. So yeah, that's a good, that's a fair comparison. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's definitely a, a great game and I think people who like action games should, should definitely check it out. People who love weird, over-the-top, just like anime, sort of Japanese funny stuff like the cats in the toilets. It's just really and- cool. Don't forget to check out Joseph's uh, guides on IGN for the game when you play it. <laughs> I knew you weren't yeah, going to plug it, so I whole... had to. Yeah, I appreciate that. I did the whole walkthrough okay, in yeah, like I... three days. So I, I want to hear your audition for this for IGN. You know that tagline at the end of IGN videos to say, keep it locked here on IGN. Let, let's hear you do it right now. Let's hear you do it. Uh, let's hear it. Uh, yeah, let's, you want let's me to just it. say that? Uh, okay, hold on one second. And for everything else, keep yes. it locked in on well, <laughs> You like that? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, all right. <laughs> you guys are putting me on the spot here. Um, all right. Uh, Chris, why don't you talk to me about Celeste? Uh, yes, Celeste is one of my favorite games as well. Uh, this, is, uh, this was free on the Epic Games Store about a week ago. Unfortunately, it's not free anymore. Um, I think the end is nigh and another game has replaced it. Absolutely, Absolutely, that's it. 
Uh, but Celeste is a wonderful platformer that consistently changes up the formula. It is so satisfying. It's difficult, but you can figure it out. Um, and it's, it's, it's it hits that like perfect balance between difficulty and <laughs> you know like uh, and figuring out what you can do with the level to triumph over the over the puzzle um but yeah like i i love the story of this game um <laughs> you play as this girl um madeline um who's struggling with depression and she's fighting her other self uh, throughout the whole uh, game, and it's it's just it's so engrossing. Um, I love the writing; it's very uh, funny, um, and it has so much personality to it. I love the uh, that soundtrack that is amazing. Soundtrack. Oh my god, I love it so much! Uh, it gave me the feels all the time, and uh, oh Did yeah, yeah, tear? at the end especially. Um, it's it's so emotional um, and the platforming comes hand in hand with the story because you're trying to she's trying to triumph over the struggle she's having and by climbing this mountain she's coming over her issues she's trying to figure out who she is and to be honest just to reveal a bit more about myself i'm going through that right now i'm trying to figure out what the hell i'm doing after graduating from university and it just came at that perfect time where i'm like i'm starting to figure out what to do and um i related to this game so much um it's definitely one of my favorite games i've ever played and it's the the levels are so smartly designed that like it's it's just amazing it's amazing and i recommend it to anyone uh, you should pick up Celeste if you yeah. haven't already. That's that's a, a great point you bring up too. And maybe this is like a a topic for a whole episode we could do of like games that just hit yeah. you at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, I, I almost wonder your perception of this game if you were in a mm-hmm. different life situation. You know, like maybe you wouldn't like it as much. I don't know. I mean, it's still objectively a great game, but maybe it wouldn't hit you as much. Um, it, there are so many games I can think of that that have hit me like that, that I wonder I may not have liked this otherwise. So it's really interesting to hear you bring up that point. And then obviously, yeah, the whole point of the game to like overcome this challenge and it sort of ties in with the gameplay and you're going it's through that. So it's so cohesive. really cool, it's, man. It's a I love really video cohesive games. game. <laughs> it, and it's really smart. And like the characters are really funny. They're, um, they're really likable. So yeah, like it, but at the same time, I feel like it's not a game I really want to go back to. That's an experience I've I've had. Uh, I've gone through it, and I don't feel like I should should go back because I think I ruined my initial experience with, my, with the game. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's how I feel about yeah. uh, something like Journey. You know, played through it once. You might end up going back to it that. anyway, though, just because there's like a shitload of like free DLC on the way. Well, I mean, it's one DLC that's free, but like it's a lot. Like, a lot of content. Oh, that's true. Yeah, maybe. It w- that's a good point. Do you think you'll revisit it for the DLC? Um, no, I don't think I will. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, cool. So, I-, I also see here that Halo Fire Team. Yeah. I, even- I don't even know what oh, that I'm is. Oh, I'm really what jealous. Is- you got yeah, to check so that out. this is really cool. Um, I went to the arcades to hang out with my friend's uh, friend for the last time. He's my best friend. Um and uh, I'm I'm leaving town, so that's the reason why we're hanging out. Uh, well, we do hang out often, but you know. Anyway, 
Um, we played Halo Fire Team Raven. Um, it's typically a four-player game, but we're playing it two players. And basically, there's two screens um, in front of you, and it's super cinematic. Um, you really get engrossed in the gameplay. And the guns feel so satisfying when you're playing with this arcade game. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour. And uh, it's, it's super fun. It consistently changes up the, the gameplay with um, you're shooting down um, ships in, in the air. Like, and uh, I love that you can use like a grenade to take out like large swarms of enemies and the guns feel so great on, on your hands you know as it's firing and then it ha adds that kind of like nice um uh, it adds this nice kind of effect to your gun it just like flashes lights <laughs> so it feels like you're firing oh, I the see bullets, what you're uh, towards the screen so it's great uh so is this it's like, like it's on an on rails, rails thing, thing yes or do you Okay. Oh, so sort of like uh, time crisis. Um, I can't think of it. The, the, yeah, like a House of the Dead almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. And so this is only yeah, in it's arcades. only in arcades. Uh, I think it's going to expand more okay. um, to because it's going to be cheaper for arcade places to have it now because it's usually a two-screen kind of experience. Uh, but this time, it's uh, over the next right. year, I believe they're going to start. Uh, coming out with like the one screen experience of just two players um if you can get that four player experience i definitely recommend it because it's super immersive and you, you'll dive right into it uh yeah so it, it's great to finish the fight in in this arcade game and um <laughs> see master chief kind of like show off like during cinematics it's yeah it's it's, it's really super cool and this is the first uh halo game i've actually beaten um... i've actually finished it all the way through so <laughs> that's awesome um and so is this a game that is canon i think so yeah so I, story uh, or? the okay. gist of it i believe because i haven't played the halo games is that you're playing as this what my understanding of it is it's a different take yes halo that's what i think it is yeah so you're like playing as angle. like a side squad um as this war's going on and i think the last level of the arcade game is the final boss think that's what's going on uh, okay i would i would say um, more because i'm familiar with halo but i haven't played this yet i'm you really, really should play i think it's a dave and yeah. busters yeah it seems like in america seems so. like something josh should try yeah cool um that's it that's interesting that sort of makes me miss going to the arcade i remember going to like gameworks and you know dave and busters and stuff these places that have uh arcades i mean the arcade scene isn't really what i it think it's coming be, back so my take I, on I it. I honestly think it's coming back. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, especially... Most of the arcades are a little disappointing. Like, it's mostly, like, mobile ports. Like, I even saw, like, a Flappy Bird machine. Like, right? I was just going to say that. Yeah, you could play yeah, Flappy Bird. and there. then there's another thing, oh, uh, Injustice. Like, you'd think it would be the fighting game, but oh, it isn't. It's shit, the mobile okay. game that they put in the Weird. arcades. Because they should totally have it's... Injustice and Mortal Kombat 11 in an arcade, but, like, the actual game. Yeah, yeah. that'd be sweet. Huh, very interesting. I would love to go to an arcade with yeah. you guys. Uh, we really should do fun. that when we go to E3. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, there's some sort definitely. of like barcade or something like that. Yeah, we all need to go to E3 next year. Although, hopefully they don't uh, leak out uh, information true. online. True. But that's a story for another time. 
Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that about does it for episode uh, 37 of Active Quest. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Let's go around and do some plugging, and then we'll say goodbye for the day. Uh, Josh, you can find me people find on Twitter at on Mr. Josh Nichols. Um, and I'm going to try to stream some Gears 5 on uh, Twitch. Uh, my Twitch is jerkjerk 77 um, So, yeah, I'll probably end up streaming some Gears. Cool. Um, Mr. Chris Penwell, where can people find yes, you when you're uh, on the show? Yes, you will be able to find me on the That Speak Geek podcast soon. And my first guest, as we announced uh, last week, is Grayson Morales. So uh, that'd be great to talk to him about Pokemon and Kingdom Hearts, and we'll just be geeking out for an hour. So uh, look forward to that uh, coming this he month. Loves yeah. his Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to hear that. That'll be interesting. And like I said before, Grayson's awesome. Um, anything else you have I'm in the still going to work on that interview or? with series, but right now. Um, I'm just busy with moving and it's just been a crazy month so unfortunately I haven't got around to that yet but when I when I get settled I'm going to start recording my VO I'm going to do this podcast and, and hopefully I'll be sending a few pitches over to IGN and all about on VG 24-7 and all those kind of outlets so look out for me soon because but yeah. dude um, you've inspired me to actually start pitching and start doing work in the industry because you know like you actually got something out of it you know you, you got you got response back and now you're working you know for IGN so I think that's really cool so anything's attainable god man hearing you say that is like wild man like that sentence you just said it's just crazy like I I never thought that yeah. would happen so yeah yeah I mean I told honestly dude like I I'm like okay at writing. I'm like okay. I feel like I'm fine at it, but like the majority of it is just get your face out there, get your name yeah. out there, just keep talking with them, keep making friends, network. And I, mean, I feel you know like I undervalue so, myself. Yeah, so, I totally think you can do. Um, it. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll probably yeah, be putting I do myself too, out honestly. Just I do too. like forcing myself to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hope you do, man. And obviously, if you have any sure. questions about that, you let me know. And. Uh, I, I I know a lot of people that work there, so you know we can maybe something make something happen there. Um, okay, uh, and then you can find me uh, on Twitter uh, at Joseph Yaden. Um, maybe hopefully checking out my Astral Chain guide on IGN. I don't do know. it. Um, and and hopefully other guides. I don't know if they're gonna have me do anything else in the future. Thanks so We'll see. Um, and then obviously covering. Oh God, the man, that would be wild. Um, and of course, covering news on PlayStation Lifestyle. Um, and you can follow the show uh, on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow. Um, you can get in touch with us uh, at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. I think that's our email, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. There it is. And then don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Um, I know we're like a smaller show, but uh, getting those ratings we can get to really you free helps. if you rate us uh, enough times. Sort of... So we'd love to cover that for you. Yeah, that's true. We can get in. You can get in as a podcast uh, at E3. I don't know if they're going to change the way that works next year, but yeah, uh, basically the way they look at it is how many ratings you have right now. So that'd be really awesome. Just give us. It also a might be like maybe they'll just pre-leak everybody's info. Just to get it out of the way. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, so yeah, uh, if you like what you hear, leave us a review there. Um, that's pretty much it. That's uh, that's been seven. episode thirty-seven. Thank you guys for listening. And 37. is it thirty-seven? Is that what I said? 37. 
uh, and you guys can catch us next week. So we appreciate you listening. Bye. Take care. Bye. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.